This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. WPHT HD. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia. A radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? Unbelievable, Mark. <laughs> I'm very wide awake here. And we're here every week, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. here on 1210. You can give us a call about residential, commercial, whatever. Anything dealing with real estate, we will give you a help you out. And my number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here just to keep you informed and help in any way we can. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also on 1210's webpage. So what's coming up today, Dan? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Got one for you. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Part two, what we're going to do. Yep, Mark's funny story. Got one. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? How much do I need? How much do I need? Good Mark, question. Mark, we also have questions. How many photos should I have with my listing to get the most showings? Question number two. I'm in business, and we keep going through the hills and valleys, but I've heard you talk about this. What's your advice? Huh. Okay. I'm interested in buying new construction, but they won't give me a contingency agreement. What could happen if I don't sell my existing house? How's it going? Next question is, is it common practice for a real estate broker to mail email paperwork to sign with no one to explain what is actually going on? Yeah. We also have our topic of the day. For true success, ask yourself these four questions. Why? Why not? Why not me? And why not now? Now is the point. Now. But Mark... Yes. Give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, some succeed because they are destined to, but most succeed because they are determined to. Nice. That's right, man. You got to have that fire and stay in the 20%. You know, I've been listening to, um, every Tuesday morning, I, I read a um, book. It's called Think and Grow Rich. Right. And we do like a call Monday through Friday. And Tuesday just happens to be my call. And that's exactly what we're talking about right now with Think and Grow Rich, um, with Napoleon Hill, just being destined and determined and just having that mindset. So that was a great quote. Yeah, it's all a mindset. It is all a mindset. So where are we at? We're up to the market report. 
And there's the bell, which is scaring some people this week. <laughs> but they'll get over it. You know, this corona thing, you know, you got to mention it. But It was it, a crazy week, Mark. It's, it's also this 24-7 news cycle we have now. Yep. You know, I heard somebody on 1210s last night, I think it was Mark Levin, I was driving around and he said, when's the last time you heard a panic about the flu? Like in the last 10 years. And actually this year's flu season was really bad. Like 30 to 40 or 50,000 people died. Because, yep. you know, it's people with conditions that gets the most. But they're, they're blowing it out of proportion a little bit. I heard even John Travolta had it. But then it turned out it was uh, Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh, God. Uh, is, a, that, is this a sign how the show's going to go? <laughs> yes. Wow. So it's a seller's market in Philly. As housing inventory plunges again. Jeez. We are down now. Just so the audience remembers, there's 676,000 houses in Philadelphia. And right now, there's about 4,300 for sale. Don't forget, I have that beautiful house on Shelbourne. That's true. 7368 Shelbourne. I'm surprised you still got it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, how many showings do you have in a week? Um, well, it just went in. It just went in, and we have two showings actually scheduled for today. It'll be sold by next Sunday. I hope so. Yeah. Your lips. So, Greater Philadelphia sold the highest increase in median listing prices on any metropolitan area in the country Wow! in February. In the country. That's amazing. Yes, it is. According to a new report put out by Realtor.com, 17.3% gain year over year as the housing market shrinks nationwide. Homes in the region are also selling faster compared to a year ago. Greater Philadelphia houses for sale last a month, uh, last month stayed on the market for a median of 69 days. That's including everything. But ones that are priced right and shows right, they go in days. Days. That's that, right. But that's 10 days fewer than a year ago. So that's that lack of inventory. Greater Philadelphia also had one of the most dramatic no drops in number of active listings in uh, Philadelphia, Camden, Wilmington, Metro, saw a 29.4% decrease in active listings from February 2019 to February 2020. That's why we're trying to continue tell these sellers what's going on they don't know what's going on if you put your house up you're going to get top dollar and it's going to happen quick that's exactly right you and know, you're going to have a bidding war too yeah unfortunately we can't get every all six hundred and seventy-six thousand houses in philly to listen to our show the only metros with a higher decrease were in phoenix arizona san diego there was one uh california's san jose sunny valley and one more Half of the nation's 50 largest cities saw number of homes for sale decline more than 20% year over year. And that's the problem. Now, there's a lot of real estate agents out there right now suffering a little bit. They got a ton of buyers, and they're not listing agents. They focus on buyers, and so they got all these buyers and nothing to show them because the buyer's at a certain price, wants a certain house, so, you, so that narrows everything down. So it's getting a little harder and harder. How many pre-approved buyers are you sitting on right now? I, I lost track, Mark. I yeah. lost track. I mean, a lot. A lot. A lot. More than I've ever had. Right. That's how great this market is. Yeah. When compared to other cities with low inventory, Greater Philadelphia has much cheaper homes. The median price of a home listed in Seattle 
for six hundred thousand is their average price. Median price in Philadelphia is two ninety five. Now I that's up. That's up. That used to be. Remember that when that was like two two and a quarter. Now it's up to two ninety five. Uh, so there's been all kinds of research going on uh, about this inventory, and and some of it that low inventory could be caused by baby boomers unable to afford to downsize or move, or I think most of it is, they just don't know what's going on. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's lack of education. Yeah. I taught a class last Tuesday at one of the real estate offices to new realtors just about the mortgage process. Yes. And that's why I want to do that. my topic today on what do I need because it's just, they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah, and then millennials, some of them, they want to move into everything that's perfect, and so that lack that lack of inventory it makes it harder for them too. Yep. And they have chosen to stay in the city longer. They're starting families now. They're looking, to, you know, they're looking to move from the suburbs closer to the city, and they don't like the big update thing. So you know this, but this local housing recovery has been going on since 2012, and it is rocking and rolling. And it's a great time to buy and a great time to sell because the rates are unbelievable. What are Speak, what are the rates? Speaking of rates, and just from last Sunday is a major difference. And they were low last week. Yeah, these so, rates are starting to look like I'm starting to question them. <laughs> 30-year fix on a conventional is 3.25%. Right. Your FHA, 30-year, 3.125%. Right. Your 15-year fixed is 2.5%. So that means if you have an interest rate on a 30-year mortgage at 4.25% and you refinance into a 15-year at 2.5%, you know how much that changes your payment? Uh, like like a hundred dollars. Yeah, at least. A hundred dollars. When you went to a 15-year, it normally doubled your payment. Right. I'm telling you, you gotta give me a call. 609-605-7153. Send me your mortgage statement. Let me do an analysis so that we can you get nothing, you refinanced. You have nothing to lose to look into it. Doesn't cost a dime. That's right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark? Yes. We are up to your funny story. All right, I got one for you. We were right. cracking up last week. I got to tell you. I just, I love, oh, the, I love that, that joke. Story. All right, so this one, this guy in Philly with some cash, before he's going on a European business trip, so he drives downtown to a downtown bank, and he parks his uh, Rolls Royce, and he goes into the bank and goes up to a loan officer and asks them for a $5,000 loan. And the loan officer's taken back a little bit. He goes, he goes, sorry, you, know, you got to request collaterals. You know, there's things that have to be done. He goes, well, here's the keys to my Rolls Royce. It's parked right out there in your parking lot. A loan officer promptly has the car driven into the bag's underground parking for safekeeping. You gave him the 5000 Two weeks later, the man walked through the bank door and asked to settle up on his loan to get his car back. 
because that'll be five thousand in principal, and the interest was so low, it was like fifteen forty. And the man wrote the check out, and he started to walk away. And he goes, "Hold on, I'm sorry." He goes, "Can I ask you a question?" He goes, "Why are you gone? We found out like you're a multimillionaire. Why in the world would you need to borrow five thousand dollars?" The man smiled. He says, "Where else could I park my Rolls Royce in downtown Philadelphia for two weeks for fifteen <laughs> forty? <laughs> that was good. That was good. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to eight zero two nine at comcast.net or give us a call at two six seven two six six fifty five zero one. And now it's time for the Mortgage Moms segment with the Ann Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage, the Mortgage Mom, and her topic is." How much do I need? That's a great question, Mark. How much do I need? How much would you like? Well, (laughs) there's no limit on that. (laughs) So as I mentioned, you know, doing that class and just constantly meeting with people, it still amazes me of the misinformation that's out there on how much you actually need for a down payment. Right. And I've gone over a lot of different loan types, you know, on the show, um, a lot of different programs, but I want it to be specific. And I want to go over it so that everybody has an idea. So grab a pen and paper. We're going to go over this. You ready? Yeah, because this is, as a realtor, this is the two big things that people want to know. How much a month and how much cash do I need? And exactly. And every time I do this, people are amazed. So we know with an FHA loan that the minimum down payment is going to be 3.5%. Right. That's the minimum. We know with a VA loan that it's 100% financing, which requires zero down payment. Right. Our USDA loan, which is that rural development, is also 100% financing, which requires 0% down. Right. Okay. With our conventional loan, there's a lot of different types of loans we can do. We On a conventional, we can do a 30-year, a 20-year, a 25-year, and a 15-year. You can do a 50 too, right? A 50? But you guys never want to talk about no, that, No, we baby. don't want to do that. Did I tell you that the 15-year right now is... Two and a half percent. Yeah, did did I mention me that? that? Yeah, you okay. mentioned that one. <laughs> so let's do a primary residence, yes. which means I'm going to live in it. Right. And I'm going to purchase with a conventional loan with a 30-year fixed rate. What do you think the minimum down payment is? On a conventional 30? Yep. 3%. 3% is right. All right. We, I got five. I got 20. So oh, the, the students all think 20 out of the gate. Out time. of the gate. So it's 3% down is the minimum. Right. Now, when you put 20% down on a conventional loan, you no longer have private mortgage insurance. Yeah. Right? Right. What if I want to buy a duplex, which is two units, and I'm going to live in one unit, and I'm going to rent out the other side? On a conventional loan, how much do you think I need down? 3%. 15%. See, I don't get that one. I didn't. This isn't. All right, all right. I'm not asking for opinions. All right. Okay. These are guidelines. I wouldn't go that way. I just, you know. Which is why you should do three and a half percent with right. an FHA, FHA loan, loan right. and do a duplex with three and a half. I know. All, all right. right. Go ahead. If I was going to, if you were going to purchase a primary residence and you were going to do a three to four unit, conventionally, how much would you need down? I would, well, conventionally. You just said 15%. Why is that? Well, now we're going to go up to a three to four unit. So now you're going to need 25% down. Now it's getting to be like an investment. But now you're also going to be able to use the rental income on all the other units and you're going to live in one. So if you're doing a three to four unit, you're going to live in one. 
Right. And we're going to use the rental income on the other three units to qualify. 75% of that. But I wouldn't do that. I'm not asking you if you would do it. I'm just going over the guidelines <laughs> because right, right. the it's law. important because when you're doing some, some people would not do the FHA loan on the three to four unit because they don't want to pay the PMI. Oh. Now, when you're going to put more than 20% down, you're not going to have the mortgage insurance. That's true. And but. you're going to have with putting that money down, that money's working for you. So you're getting that money back off the rental income. Yeah. I just don't operate that way. OPM, other people's money. <laughs> so now I'm going to purchase a second home. I want to move to Florida. Right. I did not sell my house in Voorhees. Right. And I'm going to move to Florida and it's going to be my second home. So I'm only going to be there a couple months out of the year. With a conventional loan for one unit, I need to put 10% down. All right. And there's no additional rate increase because it's a second home. So that second home is going to be the same rate as it would be if it's a primary. That's a pretty good deal. It's a good deal. Now, I'm going to purchase an investment property and I'm going to purchase one unit right. as an investment. How much am I putting down? 25% probably. Probably not. So one unit. A one unit? A one unit conventional investment is going to be 15%. If I'm going to do that, two to that's four. That's pretty good because it's usually 20 to 25%. Okay. Right? Well, not usually because these are the actually the Fannie Freddie guidelines. So oh. it's 15%. There are some lenders that will require 20, 20 to 25% yeah. because that's what they require. Right. But the actual guidelines are going to be 15%. Oh, all right. Now, if you're going to do an investment property and it's going to be two to four units, again, as an investment, you're going to need to put 25% down. Is this by county? It is not by <laughs> county. What's by county are the loan limits. Alone, All right, and that's only for FHA. You know how many counties there are in the United States? How many counties are there? Like 3,500. <laughs> There's 67 in Pennsylvania. There, that's not a lot. That's not a lot of counties, 3,500. Yeah, well, when you get out in Utah, counties are well, pretty big. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> now, the, the, the loan limit for your conventional mortgage is $510,400. All right. That's conventional. What goes by county is going to be your FHA. I know. FHA loan limits. By county. By county. North Jersey, single family, 625000 I know. So you can do one unit here or you can go up to North Jersey and double your money. All right. But this is, I mean, people need to take advantage of this and understand because going into a duplex is for 15% down. And then accumulating the rental income is amazing. Yeah. I I just talked to somebody about doing a two-by-two two in Foxy's, and they couldn't believe that they could get that on an FHA 3.5% down. Now, somebody that wants to do a purchase on a two-unit and they do not want mortgage insurance, they can pay that mortgage insurance up, up front, front which, is, which is a single premium. You mentioned that on last week's show, and that's a lot of people don't know that. It not only helps you qualify ratio-wise, that's a tax deduction because it's part of your closing costs. That's right. Your payment's lower and you never have to refinance to get that PMI off. That's right. And the one we did uh, about a year or so ago, it was like seven grand or something. And he had the money. Right. So, but that knocked off that PMI totally. You can do the PMI with 5% down, 10% down, right. 15. The more you put down and the higher your credit score is, the better it's going to be. That's right. The less that PMI is going to be. So it's a win-win. Again, give me a call. 
My number is 609-605-7153. You can go to my website, mortgagemom.net. That was a good segment. Thank you. That was. It was a lot of information in that little segment. I'm here to help. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate and here on Talk Radio WPHT, all positive all the time. We will be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment. Very good. So what's the first question here? First question is, how many photos should I have with my listing to get the most showings? Actually, I know this number. It used to be, back in the day, the old MOS, which is now called Bright, you could only have like four or five pictures. Now you can, I forget what the full number is now. I've seen up to 34. Yeah, but I've seen a report that 25 pictures will get you the most views. Now, weird, keep in mind... The those, weirdest ones are, though, the realtors, they took all the pictures, but they drove away because they probably were talking and never took a picture of the front of the house. And, there's, and you go through all the pictures and you never see the front of the house. Yeah, but you got to look at the pictures. I mean, some of the pictures are dark. Some These of the are, pictures show an unmade bed. Oh, yeah. Some of the pictures show a, a towel on the ground. I mean, you have to take these pictures and actually look at them as if you were buying the house. I know, but some of these realtors, sometimes I don't even know if they slow down when they took a picture of that house. Right. You know, it's like now, if you've got a house stage and you hire somebody to come in and get professional pictures taken, but most of the time, a lot of these, especially lower end prices, the realtors are taking the pictures. And, uh, you know, and they look... And they put them in a PowerPoint, and some of them look pretty good. And the cameras are a lot better than the, the cameras old, are a lot better. You're uh, right. The old days, but but you got to turn the lights on. That's yeah. my biggest. There's a lot of things. You got to turn the lights on, and, and definitely get a picture of the outside of the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, uh, which one is it? All right. So, what was the answer? Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. I I saw a report that will get you the most showings. Got it. All right. Question number two. I am in business, and I keep going through the hills and valleys that I hear you talk about. What's your advice? So I'm assuming. That they're in the real estate business. No, not necessarily. Or they were hard. Let's talk about the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule, by staying in the 20%, avoids the hills and valleys. Because you do what's most important. We did a topic on the 80-20 rule. We did. Yeah. And and the 80-20 rule has a dollar amount attached to it. So you're worth a certain amount of money. Mine's two twenty five. That's why I tell the, the, the students it's two twenty five an hour. If a broker wants me to coach them, I say two twenty five, and then sometimes they go okay, and other times they go two twenty five. It's negotiable, but when you attach a dollar amount to your hourly work, then it starts keeping you focused, and you start staying staying in the twenty percent. What then you do? What's important, and then you do the other stuff. And that's when that helps keeps avoiding the hills and valleys in your business. Because what happens with how you get in the valley is, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, a contractor's rehabbing a house for somebody. 
and they got this job. So now they work on this whole house for a month or so. And in the meantime, they have done nothing for the next job. That's right. And so then they're in that valley. And then they get the next job and they're on a hill. That's a good example. A good example is a realtor. There's a lot of them. Most of them. But I mean, are they babysit that one deal. And instead of going out and getting another one, but that I think comes from the trust and confidence of, you know, the mortgage person that they're working with. Yeah, but a lot of them aren't lead. They get focused on that particular piece of business until it ends. And then they're they're sending out the calendar or whatever they do, the usual. It's a majority of them. They're business people. Small business people go through this stuff. It's stressful. What's the next one? The next question is, I am interested in buying new construction, but they won't give me a contingency agreement. What could happen if I don't sell my existing house? Could be a problem. Or they could... Not, not necessarily. You could rent out that house. Yes. And not go contingent. Wouldn't the mortgage company have to agree to that? They wouldn't have to agree to it. You would have to get a lease put in place, get the first month's rent, security deposit, show that money being deposited into a separate account, and you could offset that mortgage payment with right. the rental agreement. Yeah, but that. it can't be listed while you're renting it. So it, it would not be listed. Right. You get a rental agreement, first month's rent, security deposit, and a copy of the lease. And then we're going to use 75% of that rental income off the market value to offset the mortgage payment. So it doesn't have to be contingent. That, and a lot of people, I've been in this situation, they've done bridge loans to, uh, to the construction was done. Because always new construction, they give you this date. <laughs> it usually doesn't happen. <laughs> like it's uh, it's going to be ready May first, and then it's July first, right? You know. So, but yeah, there, that, there's a couple options there. But you know, how many people have enough money to do that? You know, you're you're say you're it's an eight hundred thousand dollar house. You're paying a mortgage on an eight hundred thousand dollar house, and you're buying another eight hundred thousand dollar brand new house. How many people have that kind of money? No, agreed. So you got to find ways to do it. All right, what's the next one? The next question is, is it common practice for a real estate broker to mail email paperwork to sign with no explanation of what it is I'm signing? My broker just sends me the paperwork highlighted where I need to sign and tells me to send it back right away. Right. This is this is the double-edged this sword of DocuSign. Drives me insane. This all this DocuSign really started, what, maybe six, seven years ago? When it really became popular, when everything was online, and you doc, you pick a signature. This is the only time Mark Cumberland's signature looks nice. And when I dock his <laughs> side, <laughs> you could actually read it. My mom always used to tell me, "You should have been a doctor." <laughs> you didn't any- tell her you were practicing to be a rock star. <laughs> but anyway, here's one of my fears: when you go through this like 35 page agreement that. That you, this realtor wrote that's supposed to be written like you're standing in front of your honor. Right. And then they email it to you. And say sign. And, you know, if I, now here's what I would do. If I wanted out of a deal, say I'm buying a three four $400,000 house. Right. And my agent emailed it to me. And for some reason, I got bad buyer's remorse. And I wanted out of this deal. And they tell me no. I say, well, I'm going to go to court. And I get in front of your honor and I pull out my phone records. I get my phone records from my phone company. And it shows that this conversation was two minutes and 50 seconds long. 
And when they sent me this agreement to sell, I say, Your Honor, this last line in this contract says, Do you fully have you fully read and understand every line of this contract? And my conversation was two minutes and fifty long, seconds long over the phone. I don't think I understood, Your Honor. Right. I think I get out. That's the downside to this. I understand the convenience and everything else, but I still like to sit and go through it with them so they understand. Well, again, now an add- addendum or something like that—that's fine. But the full-blown contract, I think it really needs to be explained. Again, we talk about people making one of the biggest purchases, right? right? One of the biggest financial purchases. We talk about relationship. We talk about trust and confidence. And if you're sitting across from someone going through this document or even over the phone, line by line, explaining it to that's them. That's all right. It's perfect. That's what they need. They need to understand what they're signing. You know, it's not just press here. You know, what do, you, what do, we, what do you say? Sign here, press hard. Like yeah. we make a joke about it. Yeah. But they need to actually understand all about the contract and but what it is. a lot of agents, they're busy. They're in the 80%. They're running around and they write this, type this contract up in the computer and just emails it right. out. And then they get a thing where you just click, 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 right. initial 12 pages of documents and sign here, pick your signature and you're in. Yeah. It's a little scary, but I, so whatever. All right. So we have, I could spend a lot of time on that one. I know real quick. Let's just do the last one. Um, is it easier to buy the house that you rent off of your landlord? Possibly. If you're landlord, if you're renting off this landlord and you want to buy this house and they call you up and you get them pre-approved, yes, it, it might be easier because the landlord knows you. Well, and also and you don't have to move. To, yeah, you don't have to move. And the landlord kind of knows you. Right. Knows your payment history. It could be easier. So there's one last question on the next page. I thought there was. Can we put a candidate sign in yeah. front of our home? It's election time. So now, uh, somebody called me from, uh, uh, they had a homeowners association, and they put a sign, and the homeowners association told them they had to take it down, because in the rules, which nobody ever reads, because they're so thick, it said no signs, and if it says no signs, it means no no signs. signs. That's right. So what's coming up next? So coming up next is our topic of the day. For true success, ask yourself four questions. Why? Why not? Why not me? And why not now? Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We will be right back. Good News and Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our topic of the day. And this is is a great topic. For true success, ask yourself these four questions. Why? Why not? Why not me? And why not now? That's right. And you got to think about this. This this is like if the audience has been listening to us, this is our nice show at 1210. 
Uh, we talk about the disc with the Dr. Abelson, and that's all about personalities, why people do what they do. Right. And this falls into some of that, too. Why? Why am I accepting less than? Why am I adopting someone else's negative beliefs and turning them into my truths? Why do I say no opportunities that, that will move me towards the realization of my goals? Why do I believe there's not enough time? These are all like the excuses we have in our head. The, what do you call them? The, I'm when, you're, when your subconscious mind is well, taking over your negative uh, thoughts. No, uh, I'm looking for another word. Uh, objections. Like these, these subconscious objections you have to moving forward. You know, why do you believe there's not enough time? There's, everybody's got the same amount of time. So why not? Why not begin to reconnect with who and what you are and who you am? Why not begin to rediscover what comes naturally to you and what makes your heart sing? You know, what makes you happy? Why not begin to research and learn more about the industry that you're interested in? Or pursuing a career. Like I talk about the students. They're coming to get a real estate license. I ask them, did anybody Google latest real estate industry? What's happening? And they all like stare at me like, no. Somebody just told me to get a license. <laughs> yeah, they said, just get a license. You know, like if you're going to get involved with something, do some research, you know? That's not true, though. We can't. There's a lot of people out there that master their craft. I don't want to. I don't want to say 100%. We, you know, no, we can't it's not that. 100%. I know, but, but, it, the, but I it's a, there's a high percentage. <laughs> like, well, I, well, I'll tell you, when I, that's true. when I opened my office in Mount Airy, I did the demographics. Right. The average age was 41. Uh, income was 50 single, 80 couple. And the average sales price was 350. That's why we put the office there. That was the perfect demographic. So we did some research. I didn't like throw a dart at a map, <laughs> you know? So why not begin to research and learn more about the industry that you're interested in or pursuing a career? Why not take time to look at your credit reports? See where you stand. How many people actually do that? Nobody has an idea of what their credit is. Why not say yes to this opportunity that allows you to meet new people? Like just why we're here. They called us up. Joe Krauss called us up and said, right. would you be willing to come to a business meeting? Somebody says that to me, I'm coming. You can't make me join. You can't make me do anything, but I, I'll come and listen. So why not? Why? Now, I, I told you, me and Joe talked about this. I said to him, I said, you know, other, if you would have asked some other agent about this, they might have said, I'm too busy. I'm really busy right now. But, you know, that opportunity goes, that's how we got on the air 11 In the years first ago. Place, right. Yeah. You know, so you got to take... If you're if you're always in the eighty percent running a hundred miles an hour, opportunities are going to go by and you're going to miss them. So you got to like take advantage of them. And why not you? Some people just had this negative thing. Why you know you know good things don't happen to me. Like they they're always they just had this mindset where they're scared of change. So why not me start over? Why not go back to school if there's something you wanted to do? You know why? going to be around a long time you know most people are going to live into their 80s now so i mean somebody in their 30s or 40s they're going to be around another 40 years they're going to probably have a few careers so don't take it so hard why not start your own business are you going to be around for another 40 years probably <laughs> <laughs> i don't know my mom was 93 <laughs> i bought her a new car for a 90th oh my god so anyway, why not start your own business? I haven't 
we're, I haven't had a boss since 99, you know? It's like, uh, and why not share my message and inspire people? Talk to people, get them inspired. And why not now? Make the time to ask yourself why. Turn your whys into affirmary, uh, affirmations and beginning with why not me? Why not me create abundant success in all that I do? Yes, why not you? You know, it sounds a little, you know, I'm a high D, so it's always like a little warm and fuzzy stuff. No, for me, it's, it's but totally. It's true. No, it's absolutely you true. Gotta, you got to take some chances in life and, and you got to slow down sometimes and smell the roses, man. But Mark, you got to start with yourself. And you got, you know, people go to the gym and they physically get their body in shape. You have to mentally get your mind in shape. And if you turn on the news every day and you Google stuff on the internet or you read the newspaper still, you need to mentally keep your mind sharp. And you got to read 10 pages every single day of a good book. Think and Grow Rich. You know, the five major pieces to life puzzle, Jim Rohn. Pick up something, right, to help your mind. And then... I've recently got into meditation. I think it's the most amazing. I always would laugh at people that are meditating. Well, you know, how can you do that with, you know, sitting with your legs crossed? It's not like that at all. It is the most amazing thing to start your day with and get your mind completely in the right place. It's hard. It's hard. I, when I coach agents, I tell them to drive down to like the river or something, sit in their car. <laughs> no, I actually do this and I make them do it and then turn your phone off and sit for one hour. So they, and it's really difficult for them to do, but it, it, they come it back. Clears it. And yep. they actually talked about it. So we got, we're up to Dr. Ray, Deanne. All right. And we are doing. Um, the second part. Of. Of the relatives and the D-I-S-C. Everybody coming to table. dinner. Correct. So doctor, you there? I most certainly am. How are you guys? We are. We're running a little late, but. We're so doing we, amazing. last week we did the D and the I, and so this is dealing with the relatives, and now we're at the S and the C, correct? Correct. All right, so you jump in here. I will do that. Let's start with the S, or it deals with the people who are steady, uh, and it's the they are the easiest to interact with when you're in that dinner table and when your family's getting together for either uh, Easter or Passover or some other holiday. They're all about um, relationships, correct? That's right. And they want to listen to what you have to say. And they're very patient. Okay. And they're very accommodating. So if you ask them a question, they will, uh, will, will chime in. So these are without doubt, the S's are the easiest. And, and, and if you like to talk, the most enjoyable, because they'll sit in there and listen. Uh, the biggest problem is you're not sure how they're reacting to you because they're also out of the four basic styles. They give you the least amount of response. Right. So uh, it, it, as far as nonverbals, so you can be looking at them and, and you're not going to set the eyes are all over the place as far as, you know, giving you all these nonverbals as far as their face and their hand gestures, whereas the yeses are the exact opposite. It's kind of hard to read them. So right. um, if you're interacting with with somebody who is, is one of the, you know, the, you know, the steady, they're slow to change, they're very predictable. Um, if that's the particular style, then don't be upset if you can't read them. Uh, that's that's right. their intention. Okay, so just go with the flow and interact with them. The other area that uh, is the C, which is the compliance, or and these people are high quality, 
um, as far as they like quality, they like detail, they're very task-focused. Uh, they can't be pessimistic. They can't be sarcastic. So you have to read through the sarcasm. Uh, C's and, and D's in particular can be very sarcastic. Right. So what you want to do when you're talking with somebody with, that's compliant, it, it, that are compliant, it's kind of like talking to a to an IT geek or, 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 or an, an accountant. accountant who's really yeah. into the details. Right. Right. You know, so 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 get into, you know, specifics. Don't get too personal with them. You, the easiest thing is just to ask them how they're doing at work. Right. Because that gets them into that and that gets them away from the personal aspect. And their preference would be to not be, you know, talking about personal stuff. It'd be more, you know, things like getting their opinion on something. Don't go politics, you know, um, or, or something that's highly controversial. Uh, but but, you know, their opinion on on something um, or again, how are they doing at work or if it's tax time. And they are an accountant, which is likely, uh -huh. then, you know, ask them some question regarding your taxes and you'll get some information out you'll of it. You'll get a lot of great details. Conversation for you. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You know, because taxes are always changing. So, so, so do that, you know, uh, but again, anything where you can get into the nitty gritty and the detail and the quality and those types of things, they're all in, but stay away from the real personal things. Don't ask them how they're doing with the family or, you know, right. things of that nature. Very good. So, Doctor, I got a couple ideas. I'm going to call you when, when we're off the air uh, about a little series I think we, I want to do with you. So tell okay. everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. It's succeed at ablson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, or just give us a call at 979-696-2222 or 800, or excuse me, 888-ABLESON. Very good, Doctor. Very good. Thank you, Dr. A. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take right. care. See ya. All right, so you can email your questions once again to 8029 at Comcast.net or give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. And just so the audience knows, Dr. A, he coaches business and he does a lot with the DISC. He is the guy in the country and I use it a lot, the D-I-S-C. And once I think our audience starts understanding, we'll, he'll have some very interesting segments. And, and a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. In fact, if you want to be a sponsor, give us a call. And uh, we, we'll be here every Sunday live, 9 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate, Talk Radio 1210. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.